Good morning and welcome to The Business Of. Today's topic is the business of insurance. My guest today is Jeff Ronstadt, owner and insurance agent extraordinaire of Ronstadt Insurance. Before we get started, I'd like to mention that today's episode is brought to you by Sonoran Restaurant Week. The fourth annual Sonoran Restaurant Week is back September 9th through 18th and will be bigger than ever before. This 10-day celebration of gastronomy has become a premier restaurant week highlighting some of the best food that Southern Arizona has to offer. For more information on how to get involved, visit SonoranRestaurantWeek.com. This event is sponsored by Visit Tucson and produced by Tucson Foodie. Okay, let's go ahead and get started. Good morning, Jeff. Hey, how you doing, Heather? I'm doing well. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks. You know what's cool about that Sonoran Restaurant Week? What's that? It's just not a bunch of Mexican restaurants. Oh, it's a little bit of everything. Yeah. Just like our city. Absolutely. That's why we're a city of gastronomy. The diversity in Tucson is well represented in that event. Well said. Thank (laughs) you. Tucson Foodie's going to be so happy to hear you say that. Yeah, they're good people over there. We're we're big fans of Tucson Foodie. Excellent. Yeah. So go ahead. Tell us about Ronstadt Insurance and how you became involved in insurance. Go ahead and tell us. So I, like so many college graduates did not end up doing what I went to school, mm-hmm. you know, what I studied at the U of A. Right. Um, I wonder statistically what that is. Like How many people 2%. actually? percent. Right. You know, my buddies and I, we, uh, my old high school buddies and I often laugh that we think we have two friends that knew what they were going to do, went to college to get that degree. Yeah. One's a doctor. And one's, an engineer. That's it. <laughs> right. You hit the nail right on the head. Absolutely. Right. So I got out of college and uh, I was kind of wandering the streets and one day someone said, hey, do you want to come work over here? Mm-hmm. And it was it looked nice and bright and shiny. And I thought, sure, that sounds like a great idea. Can I make some money? Right. And uh, uh, all, all kidding aside, I was working for a group of multi-specialty doctors in Tucson called GHMA Medical Centers. Okay. Group Health Medical uh, Associates. And GHMA was bought out by TMC. And in one day I went from this thriving marketing career, helping them uh, see a lot more people that were going to pay fee for service as opposed to cap, you know, co-pays and things like that, where okay. the doctors were really struggling making a living, which I know is hard to believe, but it's true, mm-hmm. um, to being redundant. Mm-hmm. So they sent me over to TMC's uh, HR department where I took some vocational tests and they thought, they, they came out with the test and said, okay, Ronstadt, you can either be a TV weatherman, uh-huh. an attorney, okay. a psychiatrist, mm-hmm. Or an insurance guy. Yeah. And I thought, well, who the hell wants to be an insurance guy? That's the bottom of the rung. But they said, and as a matter of fact, we happen to have this agreement with Aetna where we're selling Aetna. You know, TMC had this agreement with Aetna. So they sent me over there to learn how to be an insurance guy. And immediately I I really enjoyed it. I really, I really liked it. And the reason was is when I was a little kid, I was sick. I got real sick as a little kid. Spend some time in the hospital. And, you know, when you're a little kid and a lot of stuff is going on around you, you don't really don't know what's going on other than the fact that you feel that that angst, that anxiety from your mom and dad. And I remember my mom and dad's anxiety. I remember my mom and dad sitting around the kitchen table once crying because Mm. they just couldn't figure out how to fix what was going on with me. My dad ended up selling a lot of his personal possessions to pay the doctors so when I got into this industry, that I immediately had that flashback of like, oh, my God, yeah, that, that happened. And, and why did that happen? Why did that have to happen? 
And so I took that kind of personal history and I dove into health insurance. Mm -hmm. And the first, one of the first pieces of business I ever sold was to a small company downtown. It was actually way back in the day, the Tucson Chamber of Commerce had an agreement with the company, you know, with at that point it was Partners Health Plan. Mm -hmm. And I went downtown and I sold this brand new little company. I think there were three employees, their health insurance. And the day after it went into effect, before they'd even gotten their ID cards, uh -huh. the gentleman who was the fiance of the business owner called me up and said, is this insurance in place? And I said, yeah, yeah, it's, in, it's absolutely in place. Right. It's absolutely in place. He goes, no, I really need to know if it's in place. And I said, yeah, it's in mm -hmm. place. What, what, why? What's going on? He goes, well, my fiance, who you sold the policy to, just went to the hospital and they found out she has a brain tumor. Oh. And we really need to make sure that, and, I, and I, I, I said, absolutely, it's in place. You don't have to worry about it. I, I held their hand all the way through to make sure that the insurance performed. So not only did they not lose their house, but the, you know, she ended up being okay. She had surgery. It was really expensive, but they were able to go on with their life right. and, you know, and have a great life together because this little insurance policy performed financially wow. to help them out. Wow. And so uh, it was like just this epiphany for me. It's like, gosh, it's not just about making a buck. It's mm -hmm. about going out there and helping these people at a time in their life when they're most vulnerable right. to make sure that whatever it is that they need help with, they can get. Exactly. And, you know, the funny part about this, Heather, is I've sat on – Many advisory boards for insurance companies here in, in Arizona, mm -hmm. from United to Blue Cross to Ambetter. And the one thing that I think is a truism across the board with the insurance companies is that nobody intentionally tries to hurt anybody. Sure. Yeah. You know, it, mm -hmm. when you buy an, an insurance policy and you see that the out-of-pocket maximum is $5,000 mm -hmm. or $10,000 or $14,000 or whatever it is, yeah. And you and someone in your family gets sick or injured. What I've noticed over the almost 30 years of doing this is that it's not about the insurance company fighting against you or the insurance company tricking you mm -hmm. or anything like that. Sometimes it's about people misunderstanding what they've bought. Mm -hmm. And right. that component is where good insurance advisors, good insurance agents, that's where they the, you know, the cream rises to the top. Sure. That's where those insurance agents are worth their weight in gold. Mm -hmm. Because again, you're, you have all this anxiety about the unknown. You have no, A, you have no much, you have no idea what's going to happen to you, right. let alone how much it's going to cost. Because in our industry, you know, in the medical industry, they don't walk out and say, hey, Heather, this is what it's going to cost right. because we found, mm -hmm. we found a, a lump in your breast right. or a spot on your lung or something right. like that. Mm -hmm. It's going to cost you this much. You, you don't really know what it's going to cost until mm -hmm. after the fact, mm -hmm. which also adds to the anxiety. So to have an insurance agent, you know, someone like us or any of the outstanding agents in, in Tucson mm -hmm. to be standing there by your side helping you understand right. How to get that that policy to perform is invaluable. Right, that's so great. So so often on commercials we're seeing all about Medicare, and I'm not at the age quite yet 
but <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> but it, it, it sounds um, it sounds a little confusing. So, do you want to explain Medicare a little bit more and how can people determine what makes sense for them? If okay, so heading m- into that age, yeah, <laughs> m- and and we're actually heading into Medicare open enrollment, which starts okay. in November. Okay, um, so there's really there's really multiple ways to, to, to find yourself with an insurance policy, with a health insurance policy. Okay. Medicare, of course, is one. Individual uh, insurance is where you don't have an employer. Right. You're maybe you're self-employed or your mm-hmm. employer doesn't, uh, your employer's small. They don't offer a health plan. Right. Maybe you're in that spot where you're retired and you're 64 and you've got a year before Medicare. Mm-hmm. And then you have insurance from an employer. And then you've got all this, the government-sponsored insurances right. like Medicare, like Access, which in Arizona is Medicaid. Mm-hmm. So for you guys, you know, from Maryland and, and Nebraska, you guys, you know, know Medicaid, but in Arizona it's called Access. Right. So you've got all these types of ways to, to get involved in the system so that if you have to see a doctor get a prescription, you've got somebody there to perform with you to pay the bill. Mm-hmm. Medicare is one of the most confusing ways mm-hmm. to get in because there are four components to Medicare. Okay. And and the reason I know about uh, so much about Medicare is, you know, I am an uh, employee benefits guy. So you have a business and you want to retain and recruit great people. Mm-hmm. I'm one of the guys you want to talk to. But oftentimes your people, when they turn 65, there's confusion. Do I stay on the company health plan? Do right. I go off the company health plan? Mm-hmm. So I've learned a lot about Medicare over the years because oftentimes – even though your employee's 65 and has Medicare available to them, they might have a spouse that's 62. Right. They might have a major medication that they're taking mm-hmm. that if they jump on Medicare, the cost might go from an $80 prescription to an $800 prescription kind of thing. Wow. But the key about Medicare is when you turn 65, you automatically get Part A. Okay. A is your entitlement. Okay. Then you And A is hospital coverage. B is for doctors, and you pay for Medicare Part B. But Medicare Part B is voluntary. If you've got an employer that you're getting your insurance from today, and that employer offers you a qualified plan, qualified meaning that you don't get any lifetime fines, because if you don't take Medicare Part B and you have no other insurance coverage, Uh you start incurring a fine. The federal government fines you. And it's a lifetime fine, absolutely. And Medicare Part B is also based on your income. Okay. So if you're making less than $91,000 a year, Medicare Part B costs $170 a month. But if you're making $400,000 a year, Medicare Part B could cost you as much as $550 a month. Okay. So there's a sliding scale based on your income on mm-hmm. Medicare Part B. All right. Medicare Part D is the prescription drugs. Okay. And again, if you don't buy Medicare Part D and you're not on a qualified plan, you could be subject to a lifetime fine, okay? My goodness. And then Medicare Part C is A, B, and D all rolled up together in a Medicare Advantage plan. Okay. So <laughs> you could see why it's confusing, right? right? That's right. So when you're turning 65 and you're working or you're turning 65 and you want to retire and you got to find a knucklehead like, like me <laughs> or some of the folks that I work with right. and sit down and say, a, yeah. can I still see my doctor because mm-hmm. I'm 65 and I've been seeing this doctor for 30 years? Right. B, is my drug that I'm taking covered? And if so, how much is it going to cost? And C, what's going to cost me? What's the premium? Right. Uh, and, and, and then, of course, you have a window. You know, If you turn 65 during the course of the year, you get to choose 
But then starting in November, going all the way to, I want to say December 15th, okay. you have the opportunity to, one, you know, you're with Aetna now, you want to go with Blue Cross, you're with Blue Cross now, you want to go with United, you're with United now, you want to go with Cigna, because the carriers change their offerings. You know, they enhance with silver sneakers, or they, right. one copay was $5, now it's $3. Mm. So the carriers are always enticing people to come mm, with them, sure. and how do they do that? They do that with their benefits. And every year, those benefits will change. So that's kind of in a thimble what <laughs> Medicare right. is. But as you can tell, that, that doesn't tell. That hardly scratches the surface. Yeah, but that's why people need to reach out to you to really sit down and talk about their personal needs and goals that's, so you can figure it out. That's it. There is no cookie cutter right. when it comes to buying health insurance, especially when you're buying it and you may have nothing going on and I may have asthma and diabetes and a heart condition, and we both look super healthy, but I, I'm taking a sack full of medication, and you're out there looking for your next health club to join because, you know, you're, you know, you're out there looking to, you know, run marathons. Yes, yes, that's me for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so I love the story that you started to tell about when you were new to it and you would, you know, set up that company with insurance, and then the very next day, basically, someone truly needed it. What other good stories do you have where there's a situation where you really went above and beyond to help your client? So our stories of going above and beyond to help our clients have nothing to do with us being able to magically make an insurance company perform. Okay. Our stories of going above and beyond our clients are, number one, getting them to understand the need. Mm -hmm. And number two, if that need arises, to stand next to them to make sure that the insurance company performs. And I'll give you a perfect example. Um, most employers don't offer long-term disability coverage. Mm -hmm. It's there's a, there's a thought out there that it's super expensive. I can't afford to offer it to my employees. Mm -hmm. um, not only that, my employees don't really even know what it is, they won't, they won't appreciate it. Mm -hmm. But let me tell you this story. So about 20 years ago, I'm working with a big financial services company and they've got employees all over the country and they're young. A lot of them are very young. Okay. They're in their, you know, out of college in their twenties, right. growing their business into their thirties, forties. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these kids are hard chargers. I mean, really motivated right. financial planners out there in the world trying to do the right thing and, and make mm -hmm. a living. Well, I talked to the employers and the employers, the folks that own the company had long-term disability insurance for themselves, mm -hmm. but they didn't provide it for any of the employees. Okay. And so I said, you know, this would be a great thing to offer your guys. I mean, A, they understand the value of the dollar. Mm -hmm. B, they also understand that if, if their parents aren't going to pay their bills, who's going to pay it, right? right? And if you get sick or injured, you know, you, you're in trouble. So they, they agreed, and they bought this long-term care, long-term disability policy for the company. Mm -hmm. Well, a couple of years later, one of their top young, charging, up-and-coming sales guys got ALS. Ooh. Terrible. Yes. And he was living in L.A., and I got a call from his sister, and, and she told me, hey, my brother's been diagnosed with ALS, and he has this principal financial long-term disability policy. Can you help me understand how this works? And I'm like, absolutely. And so we helped them file the claims. The young man was able to move in with his mom. Okay. 
and his sister was still living there. So the three of them lived together. And with the money that that disability policy paid him, they were able to care for him with no financial hardship all the way. And he'd passed away within 18 months. And it was, it was that, you know, it, it didn't save him, but it saved them as a family. So there was no, like I said, hardship as he transitioned. Right. It made a sad situation, at least a little bit more manageable. Very financially, very manageable. Yes. And, and I've got numerous stories like that because People think about health insurance. Health insurance is number one. Health insurance is number one. But in my opinion, disability insurance should be number two. Because if you get sick or injured, who's going to pay your bills? You know, most employers are fired up and most employees are fired up about dental insurance Mm -hmm. and vision insurance, which is important, right? Right. But I can go, I can live my life without a tooth. I can live my life, you know, having to pay the $150 for glasses. Right. But if I get leukemia or cancer or I blow my back out, I hurt, I, I get sick or injured away from my employer. Because if I get sick or injured due to working at my employer, workers' comp pays. Right, right. But if, if that happens to me outside of work, who's going right. to, I always do this, I always do this silly thing. I hand someone my business card and I, and I, they turn it over on the blank side and I say, okay, write down the five names of people that are going to pay all your bills uh-huh. if you get sick or injured. Right. And they look at me like you, same response. They're chuckling like, what is this trick question? Uh And I say, yeah, it is. Turn it over. I will. And how am I going to do that? I'm going to do that by selling you a disability policy. So think about that. So a lot of my employers, a lot of the the guys and and gals, the owners that I work with and HR directors, Mm -hmm. um, I'm always pushing disability insurance. And they look at me and go, my people don't want disability insurance. They want dental and vision. I'm like, okay. But you know, listen to a couple of the stories yeah, I can no, tell that's you. A and valid point to make sure. Yeah. And so when you're recruiting and trying to retain top talent, especially in this market, mm-hmm. the great reshuffle that we're right, going on, right. that's going on right now, little bits of information like disability insurance and seeing how it's performed for others. Exactly. That's what makes us yeah sets you apart from others yeah. they're juggling you know should i take this offer or this offer but then this company offers this this and this and why that might be a little bit more yeah right. and you tell that, that story yeah mm-hmm. yeah not only care about you as an employee and you as a person so i'm offering you these benefits but this is why mm-hmm. exactly that's a good point if you're just now joining us you're listening to tucson metro chambers the business of I'm Heather Wolfburn, and today's guest is Jeff Ronstadt from Ronstadt Insurance. So I saw on your website you have a customer guarantee. Do you want to talk about that? Well, the customer guarantee, okay, this is a hilarious story. <laughs> so, so when I first got into business, when I started my own shop, um, I, I, I didn't know what I was doing. I, I could sell insurance. I could service insurance, but I didn't know how to run a company. Uh-huh. So I had gotten to where I thought I was at critical mass. I can't sell any more policies. I've got to, you know, I've got to hire more people. I've got to get more staff in here, more staff in here. I didn't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. So I hired a business coach. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. And this business coach was great. And the first thing he did was he gave me like eight books to read. Okay. You know, like you the tipping them? point from oh, good sure. to great. Yeah, yeah. All that kind of uh-huh. stuff, you know, the... Uh, the Effective you. Executive by Peter Drucker, those types of books. Uh-huh. So I'm reading all these books and I'm writing everything down and journaling and spending a lot of time trying to understand 
what it was that not only set me apart in the market, mm -hmm. you know, why do you want to come work for us as opposed to those other guys, right. but also what it is that I can guarantee clients. You know, Value this, proposition. Exactly. Thank you so much. So, <laughs> and he kept pounding on me, Ronstadt, you need a value proposition. You need a guarantee. You need a guarantee. And I'm like, what in this world, what can I guarantee except for a good attitude and a smile, right? And maybe not even that some days. So I, I say, you know, I guarantee, we guarantee you that the policy that you buy from us is going to fit your needs okay. at the best price available. I and like that. Yeah, it's I mean, it's, it's short and sweet. There's Because, you know, if you go on, on healthcare.gov mm -hmm. and you buy an individual policy, five years ago, there was maybe like 10. Mm -hmm. Now there's almost 80. So you go on there and you're like, oh, this should be pretty easy. And you're like, oh, my gosh, there's 80 different offerings here. Right. And you've got United and Ambetter and Bright Health and Blue Cross. What do I do? Come and talk to us right. because not only will we help you get your tax credits, not only will we help you get your copay deductible subsidies mm -hmm. if you're in line for those, right. we'll help you find the, the plan that's got your doctor in it. You know, we'll help you make sure that the prescription drug that you're taking is on that plan. Right. So it's easy for us to say, well, you know, hey, we'll help you find the plan mm -hmm. that's right for you and is at the least amount of premium and copay to fit your budget. I like that. So when people come to you for the very first time, what are some of the most commonly asked questions or what are some misconceptions that you just seem to hear again and again? What is coinsurance? Okay. What and is coinsurance? Co oh, see? <laughs> so we in our industry try not to be opaque, mm -hmm. but sometimes we can't help it. And the, the, the words that we use like copay and deductible and premium, right. people get that. Sure. But there's a, there's a bridge between deductible and out-of-pocket maximum, and that's coinsurance. Ah. And coinsurance simply is sharing the bill between you and the insurance company. So if it's 80-20, you pay 20%, the insurance company pays 80% till, until you get to that out-of-pocket maximum. And then after that, that out of, if your deductible is $1,000 and your out-of-pocket maximum is $5,000, then you're paying 20% between $1,000 and $5,000. Mm -hmm. And and, and coinsurance, that means nothing to people. They're like, well, I don't understand what that means. Is it 80? Is it 70? Is it 90? Is it 100%? That's a big one. Okay. The other one is when you buy an HSA, a plan. Sure. You know, so you, you're buying a qualified health plan. Mm -hmm. They're called high deductible health plans. And you're paying your premium. Right. And you're like, well, wait a minute. I just paid Blue Cross $350 a month. How come I didn't get $350 a month in my health savings account? Oh, right. Because the health savings account is a bank account mm -hmm. that's tax-free mm -hmm. that you can use to pay for, you know, the bumps and bruises and exactly. the big stuff mm -hmm. and dental and vision. Mm -hmm. The premium goes to the carrier. So, so there's always people confused about how come my premium's not my, you know, sure. what I'm putting into my HSA. So that's always a big confusion, too. Right. I bet. So, uh, you know, being from the chamber, we're all about workforce development, that sort of thing. So other than having a charming personality, what else would you suggest for someone who might want to consider getting into insurance? You mean you mean a kid coming out of yeah, school? Yeah, like what would you oh, say man, to someone we, where it's like, the, if you have these three qualities, you would actually, it would be a good fit for you. Can so you, does something come to mind? Absolutely. First and foremost, we need them. Mm -hmm. We, if, I think your average insurance agent's age is like 110. 
<laughs> except for me, right? But we we need good young people to come into our industry. Uh-huh. And I think being passionate about caring for others uh-huh. is probably a good start. Okay. Because selling someone an insurance policy and running away, you're not going to be in the industry long. Right. But you won't selling have word of mouth from that. Yeah. It's just not the right, right thing to do. Mm-hmm. But selling someone an insurance policy and hoping that they think of you if they get sick or injured to be able to help them with right. the anxiety of paying those bills, mm-hmm. that truly is an honor. Because when when you know, when someone gets sick, you know, you're you may have 200 friends. Mm-hmm. But when you get sick, you don't want 200 friends. You want like three people to convalesce with and to be around. I mean, you really shrink that that group of people. Sure. And to be one of the people in that group of people that's there to support them, to get the carrier to perform is really an honor uh-huh. because it just shows that that you're dedicated and they trust you. And I mean, what else can you ask for? from someone that's providing a service yeah. is I, I, I used to have this client, his name was Gary Bonebright. And he was, he and uh, my very good friend, Chris Tober, who owns Advanced Control Corporation. Okay. Gary, I'd walk into Gary's office and, and when I first met Gary, Gary looked at me and said, all right, Ronstadt, are you a chicken or are you a pig? Okay. And I'm like, uh, well, is this like a trick bacon. question? <laughs> yeah, is this a trick question? I go, what do you mean? And he goes, well, chickens walk in, lay an egg, and they take off. If you want bacon, you you follow me? Yes. And so I looked at Gary and I go, well, Gary, I, I mean, you know, I know I could lose a couple of pounds, but I feel like I'm a pig, right? And I've been doing business with them for almost 20 years. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. So I, I like to feel that, you know, that we have skin in the game right. versus dropping that egg and taking off. I like that. And that definitely would set you apart from other insurance agencies. Is there anything else you want to say as far as what makes Ronstadt Insurance, you know, stand out a little bit? Well, you know, there are other agencies in town. There are other agents in town that really, really, really care for their clients. Sure. We really, really care for our clients. You know, we're, I, when I was driving over here to do this interview, uh-huh. I had a friend of mine refer somebody else to me. And I, I mean, just felt this huge sense of pride that sure. this guy would refer his other friend to me to do business. Right. I think the true test of your agent is... Are they going to be there when you need them? Mm-hmm. And hopefully you never, ever, ever, ever have to find, find out. that out. <laughs> exactly. It's like like my wife, Tiana, is a financial planner. Okay. And one of the things that she tells her clients is if you have a will, you're hopefully never going to use it. Exactly. Versus people that don't have a will and then it's a train wreck. Yes. So what I say, you know, when I, when I sell people insurance, when we're there, we're renewing their policies every year, we're tweaking this, doing that. You know, the hope is that, I get to see you again and maybe we go to lunch or we have a cocktail or we talk about what our kids are up to. Right. You know, we, we you know, we, we pine for a, you know, a Pac-12 victory for the football team kind of thing. Uh-huh. But what I'm hoping for is that if something goes sideways, that I'm number one on your, on your call list to make sure that you or your family or your employees or their families mm-hmm. are being taken care of. And I think if you find an agent that feels that, you right. know, feels – as strongly about that as opposed to the fancy car they drive exactly. or then you've really hit a home run. That's great. Before we wrap up, anything else you'd like to say? 
Love the chamber. Yay. Michael Guyman's a stud. He's Love that a guy. Job. Yeah. A job. Just yeah. a just a wonderful, wonderful organization. Mm-hmm. And right now in these times, we need you guys to step up your game. I mean, we small business guys really, really, really sometimes feel trampled mm. out there. And uh, and it's always nice to know that you guys are one phone call away advocating Definitely. for us. Mm-hmm. We work hard. Yeah, you really do. Because, you know, between rents and, you know, trying to recruit, retain employees. And like me, when I first started out, not knowing what the heck is going on is, do I do I do I do this? Do I go this way? Do I go that way? Mm-hmm. How how can I you know make myself successful? Mm-hmm. Having you guys support us is awesome. Well, so thank, thank you for you. what you guys do. You are so welcome. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Business of. To learn more about Ronstadt Insurance, visit ronstadtinsurance.com. That is R O N S T A D T I N S U R A N C E dot com. Get your tickets now for the 25th Annual Copper Cactus Awards presented by Wells Fargo. It's going to be a fun night celebrating Southern Arizona, small businesses, and charitable nonprofits. Visit TucsonChamber.org for ticket and sponsorship information. And again, to remind you that today's episode was brought to you by Sonoran Restaurant Week. The 4th Annual Sonoran Restaurant Week is back September 9th through 18th and will be bigger than ever before. This 10-day celebration of gastronomy has become a premier restaurant week, highlighting some of the best food that Southern Arizona has to offer. For more information and how to get involved, visit SonoranRestaurantWeek.com. In case you didn't catch this episode from the beginning or would like to listen to it again, visit our website for a link or search for Tucson Metro Chambers, the business of on your favorite podcast app. Would you like to be my guest or sponsor an episode? Email me at thebusinessof at tucsonchamber.org. Thanks so much for listening. Have a fantastic day.